All right. Bizbottonites. Unite. Show number five. We're almost there. Season three. You're almost there. You're almost to the end. Almost. Almost. This is quite possibly one of my favorite sheets because I felt as though at one point in time that I had no idea what it is that I really needed to be doing in order to make make things flow better, right? So a little operational. I can't write Organ- with operational. Organization. Show number five, BizBody, Ultimate Practitioner's Business Workshop. Um, today we're going to go over operations and daily tracking, very important subjects. Um, actually, the daily tracking is something that is from Sam Cayucci, which is on a former show in season two, so you should probably check that out as well. If you haven't gone over to bizbody.net and signed up for the Ultimate Practitioner's Business Workshop, just go to the front page and put your email in. What are you waiting for? I what mean, are you waiting for? Holy crap, if you're this far along and you don't have the sheets, what's wrong with you? If you're listening to the podcast and you're like writing on like a napkin, <laughs> a lot of stuff happens on a napkin. I get it, right? Good emails, good phone numbers, stuff like that. Right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that you guys get the sheets, find the progress. There's an intro podcast that comes along with it to find out how to put all the sheets together. And there might Don't want to miss that. There might be an exclusive bonus podcast that goes along with it as well. So make Ooh. sure that you guys give us a review on iTunes with a positive comment. Hopefully it's four stars. Five stars. Five stars. Right? I don't know. Max I stars. Don't know. I have Max it out. Just, just give us maximum stars, please. Right. Just feel loved. Right. So from there, guys, without further ado, show number five. in the series. What are you doing in your business? What are all the pieces of your business? Have you actually written them down? And if it's just you, it's going to be kind of easy. Right. right? But you should still know what it is that you're doing and who's going to get it done and when it's going to get done. So make sure that you go over to bizbody.net Download the episodes by just shooting us over your email address, and it'll get downloaded right into your, or get uploaded right into your mailbox. So from here, today, we talk about the roles in your business and also your daily tracking. So this is this is a pretty big deal because, um, you know, when Brandon and I first started out, you know, of course, we were doing just about everything. And we talked about this in the last show where, you know, we wanted to offload some of our stuff. You know, we wanted to offload some of the things that that we were doing because we thought that it could be inhibiting our ability to either go out and get clients. Um, Maybe we're spending too much time doing stuff that wasn't helping us get better at our craft, you know? Um, So, and it's scary. Like that was a scary thing, you know, because again, you know, when you're, when you're first starting out, it's really about, you're trying to save and conserve as much money as you can. Like the last thing you want to see is more dollars going out the door. Um, and I think that, you know, for us, especially it was really hard to, 
to kind of give up some of these things, even though we knew we weren't as good at them. And we also knew that it was costing us more money to be doing them than it really was to hire somebody. But at the same time, like, I know, like, we've had conversations about this multiple times, like, how hard that is, though, to wrap your head around the fact that it's like, yeah, based on my hourly rate or what I generate and how like spending this extra five hours a week would help us get more clients, which a, a client to us on average is about $4,000, $5,000 a year, mm-hmm. right? Like, so if I get three or four of those guys walking through the door, like it more than pays for the janitor that comes and cleans my toilet. Mm-hmm. And it more than pays for, you know, my accountant to keep our numbers up to date so we know exactly where we are and it more than pays for you know x y or z right um well but at the time it's it's hard because it's like you don't have those four or five clients in that extra 20 grand walking through the door you're anticipating that four or five grand walking through the door because it frees up the time to be able to try to go out and get that person right and if you because you've all done the sheets before you know exactly. Well, you're up to date. You know, you should, you're up to date. You know exactly what your day costs. You know what your day costs, and you know how much you're bringing in, like as far as your hour. Like, how much is your hour truly worth? And, like, how much are you taking in for that? So it's like if you know right off the bat, like it takes you X amount of time to do this hour, and you could be working with someone with that hour, making money instead of, instead of like making no money, like doing no, um, no production time, then these roles also get assigned like no money time versus making money time, money Mm -hmm. time. Well, I mean, and this is funny. It's like, this is bled through like my whole life now where, you know, a couple years ago (laughs) when, uh, when, when I moved in with my now wife, like, you know, she, she's very anal. Like I love her. I love you to death, sweetie, but she's very anal. Like she's very cleanly person, very, you know, likes things. She's meticulous. Right. So I'm not as meticulous and stuff like that. Like, especially around the house, like I'm not a slob, but I'm definitely not like meticulous like she is to where, you know, every, every other week, She'd spend literally like six or seven hours cleaning the condo, you know, and now that I'm living there, like I'm kind of expected to chip in, even though usually my portion of the cleaning was redone by her anyway. But it was just, you know, for her, it was more the effort, right? Well, I only had to do that a couple of times before I got sick of it. And I'm like, how, what's it going to cost me to bring somebody in and take over my role in this three or four hour cleaning that I can buy back some time that I could do something that I want. What, even if that's relaxing, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, when you're grinding it at work and when you own your own business and you're literally five or six days a week grinding it, when I get some time off on Sunday, I don't want to be grinding it at home, you know? So, you know, being the, the, the person that I am, I went out and I found somebody to take over my half of the, the cleaning, which then, you know, funny how it works. She was like, well, what about my half? And I'm like, what about your half? <laughs> so my half is my under- half. Understanding, you know, and taking that idea of like what my time is actually worth and knowing what that dollar figure is. It was easy to say, like when we hired our cleaning lady to come in and clean our condo, 
oh my god, she's only she's only charging twenty dollars an hour, dude. That's that's way cheaper than what I charge for an hour. Like hired, done. Yeah, yeah. That wipes wipes my my four hours of time every two weeks that I was I felt like I was you wasting. Don't, you don't even have to wipe your hands. And if I want to sit there and watch TV for four straight hours, I can, and I feel good about it, right? <laughs> so it's things like that, how this can kind of bleed into your your personal life as well, you know, when you make decisions. Like, I'm not a handy guy. You're a handy guy. Like, you've, you've put together some really cool stuff here, but you've spent a ton of time in it and you enjoy it. Yeah. I don't enjoy that stuff. Like, you know, people make a living doing carpentry work people make a living doing plumbing like i don't want to do that shit i want to go onto youtube and spend three hours researching something and try to do something and jack it up and then have to turn around and pay somebody i'd rather just pay them off the bat you know like that's me i know like you're one of them but i have it it depends we have some other friends there's a there's a limit there is a definite limit to my capability of not trying to electrocute but you like to tinker you like to tinker with that stuff that stuff like kind of you know, you like the idea of trying to fix something well, or give trying myself to permission make something to, to like try to do something stupid is what, right. I, what I do, you know, and then, then I, then I like to refine it. Right. You know? So the funny thing is like, Hence you know, a podcast, my, my wife makes fun of me all the time. Like, you know, some breaks in our house or something happens. She's like, well, Brian, ain't gonna you just call somebody to come fix it. I was like, like what's wrong you, with that? You're damn right. It's like, like, just because I have a pair of testicles doesn't mean that like, I'm, I'm the ultimate like caretaker of a, it's like, of a if house. You, if you want it fixed, right. Somebody else is going to come and do it. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, you know, if you guys have more than one person of your business, define the role and then who's going to do it. And if you guys, you know, share, um, share roles or share um, different tasks of the business, it, it kind of complicates things. So make sure that someone just takes care of it so that, you know, it can be um, shared back and forth of where people are at in, in like their development of that task and whether or not it's even something that they should be doing. You know, it's like um, today, you know, we're going through our, our human resources stuff. You know, of like the formation of the human resources hormone, the hormone, hormone resources, <laughs> the, the human resources um, packet and how we do things. I think it's important that we're developing it in our image instead of just like my image or your image, because overall, this is this is an LLC based upon like our principles, our morals and where we want it to go. So it's like if if it's not in our image it's going to support just one or the other. And I think it leaves, it leaves room for there to be like, well, like why the hell are we doing it that way? I'm just going to go along with it, but I'm going to get frustrated on it. And like, I don't want that level of frustration like bleeding into, into our processes. Like these are processes that we decide on because we both had a hand in the creation, but then one of us takes it over. You know what I mean? So like this morning, like I I started our, our school, our scorecard for, uh, you know, our assistant coaching position so that we can give our coaches an, an idea of like our expectations and what we want to see them, you know, be able to do over time. And so we actually have a running tally of how they're doing and if they're struggling in certain areas, how we can boost them up and, you know, coach them in different areas to make them overall better coaches that then, you know, makes our clients a lot happy, happier, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I started that process today and, you know, that's, I started, I handed it over to Keith and let him, you know, jank it all up and 
we started again. And <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I think we're both good at those things where it's like, you know, we, we really work well off one another in, in a way where I can start something. You can add your two cents. Like I don't really take it personal you know, yeah. when you beat things up and you put things a certain way and then, you know, we take that and we finish the product. I think what what happened to us in the past was that, you know, you're you're the idea guy. You know, you're always coming up with like these freaking harebrained ideas like and you get like halfway through something, and you come up with the next best thing it's and like, that thing goes done. away. It's done. And I think what's happened over the last couple of years is, well, especially the last two years is. I've done a better job keeping you on task on the things that really I feel like I feel like are important mm-hmm. and I don't let you stray as much from those things. So we finished a lot more things in the last two years than we have in the first six. Yeah. Um, but I think now we have this working dichotomy where, you know, we're still trying to be somewhat the jack of all trades, but at the same time, we're better at utilizing both, you know, yours and I's strengths and, you know, having, having both of us be comfortable with putting something together on paper and handing it to somebody else and letting them just beat it up and not getting super pissed off about the fact that, Oh, you didn't like what I put together. Well, screw it. I'm not going to do it ever again. You know, like I don't feel that way. It's more of a joke to me now. It's like, how many red marks can I get back on this sheet? (laughs) You know, when I I turn it, when I turn it into, when I turn it into Keith, you know, you know, what's interesting to me is that before, when we would go through this process and it was like, I'd, I'd have these ideas, I'd write it out, and then I'd hand it to people and they'd be like, well, this is nice. And they'd just sit it down and walk <laughs> away. I'm just like, holy crap. Like, I just spent how much time trying to figure something out that may assist us rather than taking more time to create. And then I realized the whole creation process in itself is a shared phenomena for us that works really well for us. If, if I don't do that, then it becomes... It becomes like Keith telling me something to do. And like, I don't want to tell people what to do. I want them to figure that out for themselves. And I want to figure that out for myself too, which becomes exploration. And then it, it means something, you know, like if it doesn't mean something, it's the same thing. Like, um, well, let's create a a handbook. Like before when we thought of a handbook, it's like, why the hell would you want to do that? Right. And now we realize that, the process that we're putting together right now it is technically a handbook, but it's happening in a way that actually feeds the next step of our natural development, which is like, you shouldn't make a handbook just to have a handbook. In some states, you need a handbook, and I get that, but you shouldn't spend a crap load of time on it. You basically need the bare minimum, and you move on. Now, if it's a part of your training process, and you're deciding with the, the key people in your company of how you want to enable people and lift them up and empower people to become like really kick-ass professionals that know where you're coming from and you have transparency and that's how your whole business is, is, is set up in that vision and in that alignment to be congruent. Awesome. If you don't want to do that, then you don't need that either. It's like only do stuff that is necessary at that specific time. So it just happens organically rather than forcing it through. And I, and I knew I kept on jumping because I was forcing stuff. Now it's like, if it's important, like if I have the idea, it's like, Hey Keith, uh, you know, 
where, where are we with this thing? And I'm like, oh, the idea stuck. Now, now I have a reason to complete the idea and I'll complete it, you know, before I just kind of like, oh crap, I got to complete that now. See, if I was a better business partner, I would just stick you on a plane once a, once a week and let you like mind dump all the stuff. Cause <laughs> that tends to, that tends to bring out the best ideas is like when we're on planes, like you always like fill up a whole damn notebook by the time we get back like with, <laughs> with stuff <laughs> stuff that you have like holy shit this was a great holy shit this is another great idea <laughs> and, and like how many of those ideas are actually things that we can utilize within our own concept you right. know it's, so if i was a better crazy. business partner i'd just book a trip to california for you every friday why don't we anyways right <laughs> Because <laughs> we'd have no money left over to right. pay ourselves. That's probably true. <laughs> Although, like some of the ideas that you come up with might make us enough money to afford that. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, like we could just set up a donation. Like if you guys really want to fund my mind dumps on planes, right? You know, go for it. Just <laughs> go to our resources page. It's all different links that can help actually support the show. You know, and, and help me mind dump. Right, and it'll really work. Right, so I'd have even better shows for you. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we. Can start getting paid for this podcast. Oh, imagine and just having it cost us it cost us <laughs> money, right? <laughs> so uh, the last part of this actually came from a book from Sam Cayucci from OneHuddle.com. And OneHuddle.com is an awesome, awesome um, platform that has, uh, it's a, basically how you train uh, employees uh, and or team members, right? So how do you train your team um, with a gamified app that makes training for the position actually enjoyable and it's, it's training that doesn't suck with an app so um this was sam's idea he's actually in one of our one of our previous episodes you should check that out too um where we still utilize this um well, every day you know uh, in our practice so um Basically, it is your daily tracking board. So how are you going to track the things that actually matter, which goes back into either your hours suspecting, calls made, appointments, like tours, which is a meeting, and like how much of that actually transfers into sales. So you have an, uh, like a running tally of the things that matter. And for, for us, it's primarily the clients that we have and the collections that we make. So we have a running tally of the number that we have to reach every single month so that it's like, oh, do I need to spend more time? Like how much time do I need to spend on suspecting or networking with other professionals or, or like maybe putting some content out online, which jump, like would trump some buzz up about like what we do and how we help um, so that all those, we can make money. All those con- connections actually, you know, like help us meet people, right, and get people through the door. Because if you're not making sales, your doors close and you're out of a job. Right. You can't help anybody if your doors are closed. Yeah, that does. Right. This doesn't really work too well. No. This is about making sure that you know exactly what it is that you need to, to do to put yourself in the best position to succeed. That's really what it comes down to because those other things, they're not your needs. You have to find out what your needs are, the things that resonate well with you that you need to track in order for you to be successful. And what was kind of cool with, with Sam is like him putting together an app that allowed you to like train what 
the things you thought were necessary for other people to be successful to be to build that team, be 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 build that team. It build, would, build, build it. I mean, it, it all ties it all ties together. So if you're not tracking this stuff and you don't know like what it takes to get people through the door, and you don't know where you at for the, you're at for the month, like where your expenses are, what kind of number you need to hit, which is your, which is your overhead, including how much you want to pay yourself per month, because your revenue may go up and may go down, but your expenses should be pretty fixed besides like the stuff that you want to pay for continuing education and or if there are like any crazy purchases that you should be saving for rather than just throwing it on a credit card. I, I don't know anyone that did that before. Right. No, <clears throat> us. So in order for you to feel secure in your future, you know, so that you know where the money is going or where it may go, and then you can have some sort of idea of what may be walking in through the door because you've done the work to see the trends. All right. And I think the other thing is the idea of, you know, if your average client, let's say, for example, the, the average client that walks through your door brings in three grand for you a year, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I get a client through the door, that's that's three grand to me this year. What did it cost you to get that person through the door? Mm-hmm. You know, starting to, to understand like three grand is three grand, but if it costs you 1500 to get the three grand in the door... Is that really worth your time? Like, are you losing money at this point because whatever system you have in place, like, isn't efficient enough to get enough of those people through the door to keep you viable or to allow you to live the lifestyle you want to live? And that's another big thing, too, is like, you know, again, it it all comes down to the understanding of how much do you want to make? How much do you want to, you know... What's it going to require for me to, to drive that amount of revenue through the door to be able to pay myself what I want to pay me and take the days off that I want to take off and take, you know, do this and do that? How much does it cost to acquire that one individual that walks, walks through your door? It's a pretty, pretty interesting number. Like when yeah. you start to put, you know, pen to paper and, you know. How does that relate? How, how does that relate to your lifestyle and your perfect day, too? Exactly. It goes right so back all to the stuff like. You know, when you start putting it all together, kind of, it, it's an eye opener, you know, because, you know, you can, you feel like, holy shit, man, like, I did a lot of revenue last year. Where did it all go? <laughs> and this will give you a really good sense of where it all goes, you yeah. know, and sometimes, like, it's a tweak here, tweak there that can honestly give you an extra 10, 12 grand a year. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I could use 10 or 12 grand extra, you know, a year, like, if it, if it means cutting some things out or it means streamlining a couple of different processes, it'll put an extra 10 grand in my pocket. Yeah. Dude, let's do it. You know, yeah. no, um, completely, completely. But I think some of this, you know, when you're the jack of all trades and you're trying to do it all, things are going to slip through the cracks. And this is a good way to start like, you know, puttying up some of those cracks so that you're not losing money that you don't need to be losing. Yeah. Yeah. If you, um, if you guys want to see, um, Sam's work, go over to onehuddle.com. Um, if you want to read any of his books, he wrote, um, he's got a couple books, but the ones that I, I highly recommend are, is number one, not our job. And number two, uh, fit to lead. The fit to lead is a, uh, exercise 
genre managerial book, which is is pretty awesome. So you check those things out. Uh, make sure that you guys go over to bizbody.net and um, download the worksheets so that you can follow along with us. And until next time, guys. 